Let's read together 1 Samuel chapter 30. In this chapter, David and his men attacked and defeated the Amalekites who had raided and burned Ziklag and had taken David's people away as captives. Let's begin by reading the first 20 verses. 1 Samuel chapter 30, beginning at verse 1. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south, attacked Ziklag, and burned it with fire, and had taken captive the women and those who were there, from small to great. They did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire, and their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahinoam, the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Then David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, Please bring the ephod here to me. And Abiathar brought the ephod to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. So David went, he and the six hundred men who were with him, and came to the brook Besor, where those stayed who were left behind. But David pursued, he and four hundred men, for two hundred stayed behind, who were so weary that they could not cross the brook Besor. Then they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David, and they gave him bread and he ate, and they let him drink water. And they gave him a piece of a cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. So when he had eaten, his strength came back to him, for he had eaten no bread nor drunk water for three days and three nights. Then David said to him, To whom do you belong, and where are you from? And he said, I am a young man from Egypt, servant of an Amalekite, and my master left me behind because three days ago I fell sick. He made an invasion of the southern area of the Carathites in the territory which belongs to Judah and of the southern area of Caleb, and we burned Ziklag with fire. And David said to him, Can you take me down to this troop? So he said, Swear to me by God that you will neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master, and I will take you down to this troop. And when he had brought him down, there they were, spread out over all the land, eating and drinking and dancing, because of all the great spoil which they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from the land of Judah. Then David attacked them from twilight until the evening of the next day. Not a man of them escaped except 400 young men who rode on camels and fled. So David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives. And nothing of theirs was lacking, either small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything which they had taken from them. David recovered all. Then David took all the flocks and herds they had driven before those other livestock and said, This is David's spoil. Let's begin our study of this chapter, 1 Samuel chapter 30, with some background notes. In 1 Samuel chapter 29, David was breathing a sigh of relief because the Lord had delivered him out of a very difficult situation that David had gotten himself into. By leaving Israel and coming to the Philistines for security, David ended up in a situation where he and his men 
were going to have to fight for the Philistines against their own people of Israel. Well, God delivered David from his dilemma by having the Philistine military commanders tell King Achish that David and his men were a risk and might change their allegiance in the heat of the battle. So King Achish reluctantly told David to return to his base camp at Ziklag. The Lord graciously got David out of a very difficult situation of his own making. And the Lord many times graciously gets us out of difficult situations that we get ourselves into. Meanwhile, back at Ziklag, all was not peace and quiet. The Amalekites had raided Ziklag and burned it to the ground and taken the people captive, including all the women and children and David's two wives, Ahinoam and Abigail. Obviously, this was more bad fallout to David's wrong decision of turning to the Philistines rather than trusting the Lord. David's men even talked about stoning David because of their losses. Well, David did the right thing here. He turned to the Lord. Let's move now to our doctrinal teaching points for 1 Samuel chapter 30. Doctrinal point number one, God provides help and strength for defeating the enemy. God provides help and strength for defeating the enemy. Again, verse 6, David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. When David turned to the Lord, he found the help and strength that he needed, and so will we. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hebrews 4.16 Now notice the specific help and strength that the Lord provided for David. First of all, when David inquired of the Lord through Abiathar the priest as to whether he should pursue the Amalekites, the Lord said yes in no uncertain terms. This was probably through the use of the Urim and Thummim, which were associated with the ephod of the high priest, as we've discussed before. But this is certainly help from the Lord, giving him direction. Then when David and his 600 men came to the Wadi Basor, they were exhausted in their pursuit of the enemy. But the Lord gave David and 400 of his men the strength they needed to continue the pursuit. And the Lord will give us the strength we need to do whatever he calls us to do. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, well-known verse says, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Isaiah 40, 31. So the Lord gives strength. Another way in which the Lord provided help for David was from the Egyptian slave that they just happened to find along the way. Now, do you think this was just by chance? No way. The Lord was providing help for David. This Egyptian slave had been abandoned by his Amalekite master when he got sick three days before David found him. After giving this poor man food and water, David received specific information about the activities and the whereabouts of the Amalekites. As a result of this information, David was able not only to find the Amalekites, but attack their unguarded camp with surprise tactics as they were celebrating. David recovered all that was lost both people and livestock. What an answer to prayer, and what a lesson for us. You know, maybe you're in a situation right now 
where you have suffered losses because of bad decisions. Bad decisions on other people's part, bad decisions on your own part. Maybe the enemy has certain members of your family under his control. Listen, be like David and look to the Lord. The Lord will give you strength and courage and help and direction for defeating the enemy and even recovering your losses. 2 Timothy 2.26 indicates that it is possible to escape the snare and captivity of Satan. 2 Timothy 2.26 As we see here, God directs through circumstances and people as well as his direct word in answer to our prayers. God provides help and strength for defeating the enemy. Doctrinal point number two. God provides illustrations and principles for Christian service. God provides illustrations and principles for Christian service. Verses 21 through 31. Now David came to the 200 men who had been so weary that they could not follow David, whom they also had made to stay at the brook Basor. So they went out to meet David and to meet the people who were with him. And when David came near the people, he greeted them. Then all the wicked and worthless men of those who went with David answered and said, Because they did not go with us, we will not give them any of the spoil that we have recovered, except for every man's wife and children, that they may lead them away and depart. But David said, My brethren, you shall not do so with what the Lord has given us, who has preserved us and delivered into our hand the troop that came against us. For who will heed you in this matter? But as his part is who goes down to the battle, so shall his part be who stays by the supplies. They shall share alike. So it was from that day forward. He made it a statute and an ordinance for Israel to this day. Now when David came to Ziklag, he sent some of the spoil to the elders of Judah, to his friends, saying, Here is a present for you from the spoil of the enemies of the Lord. Now in verses 27 through the end of the chapter, we read of a number of cities in the territories of Judah and Simeon where David gave some of the spoil or plunder. Let's read verse 31, the last verse of the chapter. Those who were in Hebron and to all the places where David himself and his men were accustomed to rove. When David returned with the spoils of war, the question came up as to whether or not the 200 exhausted men who had stayed with the equipment should share in the spoils along with the 400 who went on to the battle. David said yes, they should all share. And it became a standard practice and operating principle in Israel from that day on. Verses 24 and 25. You know, this principle is still a good principle for Christian service today. Some believers are called to the front lines of Christian service. Others are called to more supporting roles. Both are important and necessary. And all share in the fruits of the labor. All share in the reward in the coming day. Another principle of Christian service illustrated here is the way of kindness in dealing with the outcasts of society. We see this in the way David treated the abandoned Egyptian slave. Now, it's true that David received valuable information from this Egyptian, but still the principle of feeding the hungry and helping the outcasts of society is here. In fact, we have a spiritual picture here of salvation, similar to the picture of salvation that we have in the story of the Good Samaritan. 
follow this spiritual picture now. Egypt in the Bible is often a spiritual picture of this world. So here in this event, in the Egyptian slave, we have a picture of the unsaved, slaves to this world, and not helped by this world, and not cared for by this world. This was our lost condition before we met Christ. But the Lord, like David, reaches out to us in mercy and gives us life. Meanwhile, the world to which we once belong is eating and drinking and dancing, unaware of the sudden destruction that is to come upon them. But we are on the winning side with Christ, our greater David. Once we were slaves of the world, now we are servants of the king. So here in 1 Samuel chapter 30, God provides illustrations and principles of Christian service. Now what about practical application from 1 Samuel chapter 30? Look for solutions, not scapegoats. Look for solutions, not scapegoats. When things looked hopeless for David and his men, some of the men began to point the finger at David as the scapegoat. But David looked for a solution. Now what about us? When problems and conflicts arise in our homes and churches, do we look for a scapegoat or do we look for a solution? It's always easy to find someone to blame, but that doesn't solve the problem or resolve the conflict. Let's be more like David. Let's go before the Lord and look for solutions, not scapegoats.